This entire season of Retronauts is fully funded by listeners like you thanks to Patreon. If you'd like to find out how you can help and get episodes a week in advance, head on over to patreon.com slash retronauts. Thanks and enjoy the show. This week on Retronauts, it's the Stone Age Charlie Brown. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Retronauts for an all-new feature-length episode. I am your friend and host, Bob Mackey. And with me today, who is right over here? Ray is. And Ray? Ray Barnhold, specifically. Sorry. <laughs> we need to... We Not need, Ray Stance or anybody. Uh, address, social security number. <laughs> okay, thing. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. We, we all know Ray. Uh, who else is here? Michael Raparas. Michael. Fidget Game Apocalypse. He's a much better host than me, so Aww. I'm really intimidated. I don't, I don't know that I'd agree with that. I love his show. I've been on it a few times, and I'm honored to have been I on could, it. I could. I cannot make his. I cannot come up with as many top fives <laughs> yeah. every week as you could. I, I am. I am jealous. And My show is terrible garbage, and you should all listen to it. Ooh, what an endorsement! <laughs> <laughs> and who else do we have? As always. Yeah. What's up, Doc? It's me, Jeremy Parrish. And today we are going to be talking about like so when I when I think about Retronauts episodes and I'm like, what haven't we done? And don't you often do that? I'm I just mm. kept up at night, restless, sweaty. Screaming. <laughs> oh, TMI. Yeah, sorry. That's, those are my problems. But um, whenever I'm thinking about Retronauts and, like, what what do I do next? I mean, we are not limited by not doing old topics. We've said that before. We're going to repeat ourselves, but not necessarily repeating ourselves, literally. But I was like, uh, Bonk. Bonk <laughs> is a series that I'm Jeremy, okay? Because this show is so scripted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you know, we, we write out all of what we say ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, we've never done Bonk games. And Bonk Bobby games... just broke kayfabe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we just, uh, yeah. So Bonk. Back to Bonk. We haven't done Bonk games. And oddly enough, Bonk has a weird place in my heart because um, I initially got a TurboGrafx-16 instead of a Super Nintendo. Um, I know it's shocking. Please. You're the one. Please, uh, pulled over to the side of the road while I finish this anecdote if you're driving. <laughs> and yet you barely spoke on the Valis episode. I didn't play those games. I'm just, okay. I, yeah. I mean, I only had it for roughly about a year uh, before I, I I upgraded or whatever you want to call I it. I play a lot of Valis games in a year. I know, but geez, Christian Nutt was not in my life. He needed to turn me <laughs> on to these things. Yeah. Um, I actually have a Christian Nutt reference coming up in this episode, but stay tuned for that. So <laughs> wow. for my 10th birthday, and it was like the one birthday I had a authentic birthday party like at an arcade. It was amazing. And I got a TurboGrafx-16, and it came with Bonk's Revenge, and I was like, I'm I'm now at the next level of gaming. Like, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. NEC's like, this is blazing fast video games. Look how awesome our games are, etc. Unfortunately, it didn't really pan out, and I upgraded to Super Nintendo. But I did play a lot of Bonk games, and um, they are kind of like a little nostalgia thing for me. And um, I think some of them hold up, uh, a lot of them don't, and uh, I, I do think they're worth talking about. I mean. Uh, can you guys tell me, like, what's your relationship with Bonk, um, Ray? Sure. Well, um, uh, you seem interested in this topic, so. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I mean, a lot of TurboGrafx games I'm into, and you know, stuff that's really uh, attributed to Hudson as well, like Bonk is to a degree. Uh, yeah, I got a TurboGrafx when it was like sixty bucks at <laughs> Software, etc. And but so that's when I first got it, and it came with Bonk's Revenge, which I was happy about. But before that, you know, I had always, you know, always been really wanting the TurboGrafx from afar, thanks to ads, especially, and wanting that uh, 
that uh, Turbo Express, you know, and they always that looked so tantalizing, right? And they always had Bong front and center because they he was their de facto mascot. Basically, was it was it that or the Game Gear tuner that they always showed playing a football game? Uh, Turbo Graphics. Okay. I think I it was so. the Game Gear. Both. No, I, yeah. saw, I saw I saw ads for the quite likely both. Yeah. Wow, weird. <laughs> if you want to sell to Americans, sell them on football. <laughs> Watch your football. Yeah. Watch the big game on a tiny screen. <laughs> so that was back when Turbo Graphics stuff was still expensive, and I had a good friend in, in school who had one. I think he inherited it from his older brother or something. Was his name Christian? No. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he had Bonk 1 and Dungeon Explorer and stuff, so that was my first taste of those, you know, hands-on. Uh, and after that, you know, it was, I eventually got, like I said, the cheap system and Bonk's Revenge, and I just kept that around. And for, uh, for about a year, just like you, although mine just... Uh, blew out. It shorted out or something. Mine died too. Yeah. Like All after right. after I like moved <laughs> on, it was like, well, I don't need you, blamo. And I'm trying to wonder, did I plug it directly into the wall? I don't even remember. Maybe that was a contributing factor. Uh, so my time of owning a Turbo Graphics was short-lived until like a few years ago when I got a Core Graphics in Japan. Mm. <laughs> what is a Core Graphics? It's just a redesign version mm. of the PC Engine. Was it released much later? Uh, yeah, they made like two different Core Graphics. Okay, cool. Yeah. Michael, how about you? What What is your... Stance on Bonk. Oh, well, you know, speaking of my relationship with Bonk, I was at a very low point in my life when I accepted him into my heart. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have you accepted Bonk as your personal caveman? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you only, you've had me on like two caveman shows. That's true. Michael is part of our. Is is this how you see me? Is it the beard? I don't, like, I I don't. I think it is. I mean, like, I host Is is it the Fred Flintstone onesie? Because, you know, I try not to wear that, but I just, it's laundry day every single time I come here. I hear your abba dabba do. I think it's the fact that you drove here uh, with a car powered by your feet. That's just impressive. And your feet are horrific. Like, <laughs> they just, are. They're, they're blistered from the, from the miles and miles of freeway I have to run across at, at light speed. But, but Bonk. Uh, the first time I think I played Bonk was uh, borrowing a TurboGrafx from a, a high school friend. I remember this. It's like I borrowed it for two weeks and it came with a canvas bag that reeked of cigarettes. Uh, and uh, play, playing that and I think, um, was it? Bloody Wolf. There, there was that weird yep. top-down wolf, military yeah. game. Yeah, um, played played uh, those both like crazy. But it wasn't until uh, the Super Nintendo Bonk, Super Bonk, came out that I actually got a chance to play through one of those games. Uh, oh, wow. in its entirety, and I played the crap out of that. And I think it's it's strange because I think that's when the series started to get really weird. It did, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it started weird, but it would eventually get mm-hmm. much weirder. And we'll get to that uh, soon. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? Uh, young Jeremy Parrish, 1989. Where I were mean, you <laughs> when Bonk my, my relationship, first hit? We, we were friends, but it was never anything more than that. I, I, maybe he wanted more, but I just wasn't into him. You, you friend-zoned him. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, literally... Like, I could not afford to own a Super NES and a Turbo Graphics, so I owned a Super NES, and Bonk was always like that other system's mascot character, and it seemed kind of interesting. Big cartoonish graphics, he could like turn huge and hit things with his head. Like I would sometimes see people playing Bonk on. I don't know if your your putt putts had these, but uh, like around the time of the the latter NES days, early Genesis days. You know, the, the Putt-Putt arcade inside had all the, the the upright games, and then there was kind of like the corner with uh, Time Traveler and the other hollow mm. uh, Holoseum or whatever it's called. The massive waste of money. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then back behind that, there was like a an arcade – or not an arcade, a console kiosk with several consoles on TV screens, and you could pay to play console games for a little while. Hmm. I never, so I never I would, experienced that. So I would that. see people playing Bonk on the, uh, hmm. the, uh, the Turbo Graphics there. 
And it seemed really interesting, but I never actually played it myself. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until Bonk came to Virtual Console on Wii, at oh, near, wow. the, near the Wii's launch, that I finally had a chance to play it. We call that the Bonk Renaissance. Yeah, <laughs> the Bonkazance. In, in my neck of the woods. So so what is Bonk? If you're not familiar well, it is a is a caveman series. That's why Wait, Michael's I thought here. it was a British slang term for having sex. Oh, that's why it wasn't released in Britain. We just okay. we just discovered that, by the way, thanks <laughs> yeah. to uh, Jazz Rignall. Um, so essentially, uh, in Japan, he's known as PC Genjin, which is the most delicious pun ever. Uh, yeah. Because the system is well, PC Engine. Mm-hmm. Genjin, no, no, Ray, you disagree? No, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. oh sorry, Genjin means... <laughs> Um, prehistoric, uh, man. prehistoric man and PC means he's very sensitive about what he says to people and he takes <laughs> he takes their perspective into his heart when right. he when he speaks no yeah. it means pithecanthropus wait sorry pithecanthropus computerus which is a fake Latin name of a cave person wait fake uh, pithecanthropus is real but computerus is not Ugh. yeah <laughs> I feel so cheated I, I know right I, I thought that was like a legit thing I was going to add... This is not a historical simulation is what you're saying. No, it's not. I was going to add, it's a very delicious pun on that system only because afterwards <laughs> when they it really moved, struggled. Yeah, yeah it, like the, the pun fell apart, but they were still like really sticking with that. But, like, but I like that they managed to come up with some uh, variations on it. Airzonk is a PC Dengen. Right. PC Dengen, yeah. Uh, like electric, that's electricity, right? Yeah, 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 not train. It means electric person uh, yeah, or I guess you can – that's cyborg. You can call that a cyborg or something? Sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? We'll get to Zonk soon. That, yeah. That's the dark uh, bonk future that we only talk about that <laughs> often. Uh-huh. Um, and it's Bonk's cur- a future pass. Yeah. It, it, okay. So like Kirby, I think Bonk was really marketed for its cuteness in Japan. If you look at the um, the box art, like Bonk is this happy-go-lucky dude. Everything's cute and smiling and there's like hearts flying out of him and he's, he's just going to have a good time. In America, he's sneering and he's angry and he's going to – headbutt you in the face and now all the marketing was based around that like Bonk's gonna get you yeah. round head yeah. angry eyebrows uh, oh yeah the original Kirby yeah. continual smirk yeah I think at the time he was just more like a big bald Bart Simpson pretty much yeah, yeah. and I, like I said he looks a lot like Charlie Brown especially when playing these games I'm just reading a Charles Schultz biography and I'm like I'm putting the pieces together it's like <laughs> yeah. just someone make a ROM hack where Bonk is Charlie Brown just like move his hair to the front oh, of yeah. his head you know and I think it would but work. You'd have to build losing into the game as a That's mechanic. That's true, yeah. Like failure is, like, is the forward progress. State. You lost all your lives. Way to go. No, ponder death. Uh, I feel like there was more story kind of built into, especially like the first Bond game than was really necessary. Like I remember seeing magazine ads that were like these comic strips about how his best friend oh. had been mind controlled by King Drool. And his best friend yeah. is that first boss who's like wearing the eggshell on his head. Mm-hmm. And then that, that same boss shows up in a later game like as a friendly character in the first tutorial level. So is that really part of the actual backstory or is that just something NEC made up in the US? That's actually the backstory for the first game. Huh. Yeah. Legit. Legit, yeah. yeah. Legit. yeah. The it's, not like, is, it's not like can the, you tell the, the Johnny Turbo of Bonk? <laughs> no, but Michael okay. is true. You can't really tell the difference. Was it created yeah. by some marketing guy at NEC <laughs> or was it in the game? You'll yeah. have to play the game to find out. I believe Michael's actually referring to like the Adventures of Game Pro comic, I think, because mm. he did he – did Pal around with Bonk in a chapter. Uh, of that. I'm sure he did, but <laughs> yeah. no, there, there was a, a specific ad that okay. talked about okay. that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just just a very strange game. And, and the bosses kind of had more character than was necessary. Like they would say things when they were defeated. Yeah, yeah, they had dialogue. Oh, yeah. They were mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them just filled the screen. Like especially that first boss you talked about, Michael. Um, he was always in uh, ads for the game. Like he was the biggest thing in the game. So of course they're going to show you that guy and commercials mm-hmm. and ads and everything like that. Of course, oh, yeah, yeah. You see him along with a screenshot of Vigilante and China compared Warrior. to. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers. Which system would you yeah. rather play? I want to this play... old thing from 1985 or a big dinosaur. I like I like uh, Sean Baby's description of China Warrior. It's like you play as a drawing of Bruce Lee 
done by a child or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I mutilated that. Drawing. Yeah, I, I mutilated that uh, joke. So please look it up on your own. Um, so Bonk was one of the first series I can think of that really went for this strong, consistent, cartoony art style. It really makes me think of Yoshi's Island. It's not going for the same thing, but that's what really stuck out to me. And I talked about how much I like cute games and stuff like that in an earlier episode. Maybe maybe it's a later episode. Who knows? But um. Yeah, like this stuck out to me. Like everything had so much expression to it. The enemies, the the main character, even the way he attacked. Like there was humor in just his movements. Like when he climbs ledges, he climbs with his face. Like he climbs with his yeah. teeth. He like climbs yeah. like he like teeths his way up a, like on a mountain. Like any good caveman, yeah. he does everything with his teeth. Yeah, and of course he bonks with his head, and mm-hmm. he can float through the air if you keep hitting the bonk button. But I mean, if you have a TG sixteen, you have that turbo button, which I think the game was engineered around having that functionality. Oh, certainly, definitely. I really feel like the look of the game game, it kind of embodies the essence of what the TurboGrafx was, which was 8-bit plus. It didn't have the, you know, the color depth and detail necessarily that you associate with the 16-bit systems. It just felt like 8-bit graphics that were done with much more detail and more love. Like it's a lot of, you know, flat shading, but very bright, vivid yeah. colors, strong outlines. It's It's a really nice, appealing visual style. And it's something that I associate with a lot of turbo graphics games but I, I definitely think bonk was one of the first to really like nail it and say this is you know more than just an NES it's, right it's something it's something beyond that and in fact Jeremy like as these games would get on better systems the the flatness to the coloring and the shading and stuff would go away which actually makes them look worse like it's better a tears yeah. on Jeremy's face <laughs> mm-hmm. they lost it they lost the technology to make it look simple um, so like I feel like the art in this is kind of like like a like a gag a gag manga kind of style. Like, it reminds me of, like, Dr. Slump or any of those four-panel comics where things are kind of grotesque and, like, Poop is talking to you, but it's just, like, it's it's, everything is still really cute. You know what I mean? I mean, that's Dr. Slump, right? Poop talks to Dr. Slump. And you want to talk about grotesque, we could talk about his transformations whenever he eats meat. Yes. Uh, Actually, hold your tongue, Michael, because there's many many different ones. That's true. We'll talk about all of them, and (laughs) some of them were censored. They're too hot for America. Or maybe too cute for America. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like this game really pioneered... I don't want to say it's the only game, but I feel like we wouldn't have like Yoshi's Island and stuff like that without this game first being like, we can we can do this. We can make a game look like a cartoon. Jeremy's going to point at me. You tried to make a case in Super Mario World, the Super Mario World episode that Yoshi launched the dinosaur craze. But That's here true. is a game that predates that. I think it's roughly like 88, 89 where it started, but I think Yoshi was like... I mean, the British Invasion didn't start with the Beatles, but the Beatles were like the Yoshi <laughs> of, of what I call Dinomania. Uh, it's closely related to Cave Mania, but it lasts longer. Yoshi is more popular than Jesus. He is. Uh, take a worldwide poll. You'll you'll find people will agree with me. Oh. <laughs> okay. So uh, as, as I talked about uh, earlier, and that's why Michael's here, uh, part, this is part of the Cave Mania trend. And Michael was here for our Joe and Matt Caveman Ninja, where there was like a lot of games based around cavemen in like prehistoric times and tropical settings and things like that, they would eventually go away. And then one of our listeners posited that it was the Flintstones movie that ended all of this for us. We're like, yeah, wait a minute, this thing is stupid. Like <laughs> our parents made us think this was good. Then I, I don't know. This I, retroactively makes Chuck Rock terrible. Yeah. Oh, Chuck Rock. Well, well there you go. <laughs> live oh, action can be pretty damaging. To it would be live action Chuck Rock. Think yeah. about that in your nightmares. Um, <laughs> Let me guess Michael Roker. Oh, man. Or uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, that, How about oh, that? yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Mickey Rourke for live-action Chuck Rock. Uh, right Hollywood people, they'll <laughs> listen to you. So I don't have a lot of information about who made these games because um, 
there's just not a lot out there, but I know a guy named Keisuke Abe, um, thanks to Hardcore Gaming 101 for that, because nothing told me that outside of their website. And I looked him <laughs> up on Moby Games or whatever, uh, and he hasn't done a whole lot past the mid-90s, so he's probably like a farmer now or something. Who knows? Uh, you know those people drop out of games. Who knows what happens to them? I'm sure the creator of Monk is happy in his life right now. Without Saved gaming and returned to his fields like Cincinnatus. There's <laughs> <laughs> so a reference for you. It's so romantic. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning with Bonk's Adventure. This is a game came out in 89 alongside the TG-16. Well, not really. I mean, TG-16 was 89 in America, 88 in Japan, right? Ray, anybody? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty, oh, uh, the original PC Engine came out in 87. Oh, <laughs> damn, even earlier than I thought. Yeah. Okay, okay, my bad then. Well, it was 89 uh, yeah. in both territories. And uh, strangely enough, developed by Red, who I think is most famous for Sakura Taizen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do a that lot way. of work on a lot of games, so look them yeah. up. You probably played a lot of their games without realizing it. And strangely enough, Atlas. And there is a weird Atlas connection to all these games. Even though Atlas only worked on one game, the Jack Frost face is in all of these games because they made it one of the key icons in the game. The smiling Jack Frost face. I think it was like people from Atlas were like, let's put one of our references in this game so people know, even though their name's on the title screen. But at, that at, at this point, was Atlas really – I mean, I know they were around, but they were like a uh, – kind of a subcontractor at that point. Yeah. They did yeah, a lot like, of like a dirty work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't really kind of break out as their own publisher until 90, 91, I want to say. Yeah. At least a couple of years after this. Yeah. And sure. the Megami Tensei games were prior to this, right? Or maybe Yeah, the but same those year. were, you know, published by Namco. And right. I just want to know if Jack Frost had existed prior. I just wanted to make sure he existed prior to this. <laughs> oh, so is that what the smiley faces are? Yeah, the smiley faces with wow. the with the two teeth, like kind of like Goofy from uh-huh. uh, Disney stuff. That is Jack Frost's face. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, even when Atlas left the series, they kept that. So they're like secret at Jack Frost all over these Bonk games. So... There you go. And apparently mm. Red worked on Fire Emblem Awakening. I don't know what they did, but maybe that's their Sakura Taizen roots. Well, Red isn't so much of a big, like, actual developer these days so much. They're more of, like, a uh, consultancy kind of thing. Like, they do a lot of character development and stuff. And that's why they didn't exactly, I don't think, really made the Sakura Taizen games so much. I it's see. just, like, they had a big hand in the brand. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and they've also done, like, the Fossil Fighters series. They oh, also right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're still kicking around, and they're doing fine. But, uh, in the, okay, so one thing that's important to remember about this game, it, it is that it, it is pre-Mario World and pre-Sonic. So the graphics in this game are legit impressive. Like, I don't think anyone had seen a mascot platformer that looked this good, and, and Jeremy was uh, basically saying the same thing when he saw the game. 
And uh, like I said, they always showed off that first boss in the game magazines. And um, yeah. and the other thing they always showed off was that big green dinosaur head. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is like the one time you see that guy, right? I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I played I through so. the whole game. And then but, like um, you, you, you go in his mouth, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, so this game establishes the meat system, which uh, one makes meat his system. his head attack stronger, and two makes him invincible and even stronger. And I think in this game, refresh me if I'm wrong, but um, correct me if I'm wrong, rather. But uh, the transformations aren't as grotesque as they would later right. become. I think he just He's still kind of grotesque. Yeah, he like, still looks scary. The but. first stages, he looks like a yakuza or something. He has like a big scar down inside yeah, yeah, of his yeah, face yeah. and angry eyes. Yeah. And then, yeah, the third one is like the big uh, butt brain head. Yeah, uh, he doesn't breathe fire quite yet. Right. <laughs> um, unfortunately, this game is not a great game. I This is the first time I tried it with a real effort to get through it, and it is kind of a slog. Um, seeing – like placing it in history, it really feels like like a C-list, possibly B-list NES platformer. There are some interesting choices go early on, like the dinosaur we mentioned. You go inside his body. He kind of poops you out in, in, in a sly way. But for the most part, like – the levels are just these gauntlets of enemies. Just you go left to right, and all these enemies just like kind of swarm you. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't find that fun at all. Like there's no really no exploration. It's just like survival against all these enemies. Yeah, it's the, the, the Jekyll and Hyde school of game design. Or <laughs> Bart Simpson Escape from Camp Deadly. I am Wikipedia's <laughs> expert on that game, and yeah. I don't want to be. <laughs> so please take me <laughs> oh, off wow. of your website. Uh, well, a little bit related to this, and I guess you know we can sort of discuss this later. Go for as well. it. But the fact that you know the things that sort of made Bonk what he is are sort of not entirely conducive to good action game gameplay. That's he is, true. I mean, he is really kind of like the antithesis of Sonic because he is slow and plodding. And <laughs> and you kind of have to stop to attack, like, completely. Yeah, yeah. well, successfully, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand at least why people are kind of put off by him, at least now. I mean, people I don't think really are super fond of Bonk games to their is, own detriment. Yeah. Is there room in the modern world for games about a huge-headed caveman who hits things with his head? I say yes. I agree. <laughs> that's the platform I'm running on. So, uh, Oh, sorry, Ray, did you have more? Uh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. So, like, along with the problems with the level design, they, there's a ton of recycling really early on. Like, yeah. this game feels really padded out, and I wish it was better because, like, I, I wanted it to be good, as good as the next game, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, one of the major problems with this game is, and I'm so used to playing Revenge in the later games, it's like the recovery time on Bonk's attack is way too long because like ideally you want to jump on an enemy hit the button and then you will land on them head first if you miss them you will kind of stick in the ground for way too long which lets them get in an easy hit in the future they would correct that like he would he would like recover like a frame later but in these games they kind of punish you which is very odd because the hitboxes on these enemies are very arbitrary and they don't feel right it doesn't feel as good as it would in later games so they really needed some fine tuning to make this like a admirable or at least something that would put it on the same footing as like Sonic or Mario um, and I just got really frustrated with this game most like, 90% of the way through. And, of course, there's a boss rush, which I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> there's a boss rush in every Bonk game, I think. And uh, they really held on to that. Yeah, I'm I'm actually relieved to hear you say that, that you don't think the original Bonk is very good. Because yeah, it's like a C. When I finally played it on Wii, I was like, I kind of like this, but I kind of don't think it's that great and I wonder if I'm doing something wrong. You were right to think that. Okay. But don't let Bonk 1 put you off from Bonk 2. One thing though, uh, GameCube remake, 2003, Japan yeah. only. And, yep, and PS2. 
Oh, PS2. Okay, great. Uh, I didn't play this. I looked at video. It looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've played it. I own it. Oh, uh, talk about it, right? Please. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't really fix any of the level design stuff. Ah, that sucks. It is still kind of, uh, kind of uh, pokey and annoying mm-hmm. later on, especially. Um, and, uh, I mean, the graphics are... <laughs> I don't want to say ugly, but they are a bit uh, off-putting at first because yeah. it's kind of like uh, it's, I think it's kind of like clay-ish. <laughs> yeah, it looks a bit like paper, claymation-y yeah. kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah. And well, I, I think the thing that bugs me the most is that Bonk looks even more extreme. Mm. <laughs> he's even sneerier. Yeah, yeah. He's like attitude. In, yeah. in, in, in these games, like he's just kind of wa- like a wide-eyed child, like full yeah, of wonder yeah. and whimsy. Despite what the cover art will tell you, that that was part of the series that Hudson did with like Cubic Load Runner and Star correct, Soldier, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. That was the one that I didn't get. No, oh, I, I got the rest, but hmm. not that one. I have that in Adventure Island. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I, I don't know. <laughs> but, like to me, the charm of Bonk is him being a two D character in a two D world. Like I don't think his three D adaptations look good. Like there's a way to render that character in three D that would make him look good, but I don't think anyone has figured it out yet. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Ray? I, I think 3D is like a bad, bad for Bonk. Uh, I think uh, now, you know, with more modern systems, it'd be more easier to pull off a sort of, you know, 2D shading type of thing with with that kind of game. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, back then it was just like, you know, just make it 3D. Let's not go too crazy with cartooniness. Let's make things semi-realistic, and that just doesn't work when yeah. you're dealing with cute characters like that. Even the little, like, one thing in all the games are these little flowers who you basically stomp on them and kill them, but they give you power-ups and stuff. And it's like, mm. it's this weird expression. They go from, like, ecstasy to pain as you jump on them. I, I, it's hard to read, but it's hilarious. But in the in the remake, it's like the flowers look like... They're not as bizarre, and that's one. The one thing I like in Bonk are like just the, the bizarre things you interact with. Yeah, I think that's also another thing that we sort of implied is that all the characters are really expressive. Yeah, yeah. When things happen yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which is a really or nice touch. even background elements. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So the next game is one that I love, and I feel it's the pinnacle of the Bonk series. This early, I'm sorry, but it is Bonk's Revenge, and this is developed by Red alone, uh, no Atlas this time, uh, or they helped, but they were not listed. So you're saying it's the Empire Strikes Back of Bonk games? It is. It it's, was the one that the rest were based on. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's for sure. And I think it works, like, to understand why you, we have to put it in this context, this was released, developed and released post-Mario World. And this was at a time when it was like, I feel like NEC was really getting all of their forces together to be like, we need something to beat this. We need to be on the same ground as Nintendo. And Bonk's Revenge is not compared to Mario World, but overall it is a very extremely solid game. Um, I love I love playing it. It's a very short game, but it, they fix everything uh, from Adventure. Um, so in terms of pa- his powers, they're not different from Adventure. You still have the two meat system, but now you can wall jump, which is great, and it feels really good. And oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I love it. And uh, there are some there are some shades of Wario Land we'll see throughout. Where in this game, getting crushed by something turns you into a crab, which doesn't kill you. It lets you um, go into little cracks and crevices that you normally couldn't go into. Oh, huh. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the recovery time is also much faster when you do a head bonk um, into the ground. So like I said, you get like a frame where you're stuck, but that's it. You're not going to get a cheap hit from an enemy that you, you probably already took damage from, you know, coming down when you missed it. Um, did, we, did we play Bonk's Revenge? Uh, I'm just curious. Anybody help me out. I played a little bit, but... How did you feel about it? Like I said, please speak. I mean, I, I think the games get progressively stranger as yeah, they, you go through. They and, do. I mean, Bonk's Revenge definitely does feel better than the first Bonk in terms of like this is an action game. It's it's a little more fun. I think you know there there is a little bit more exploration if I'm remembering the right one. Yeah, yeah. That's I kind I kind of played them all at the same time. They do run together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, and so in my head, it's like oh, is that three or two? I, I can't remember. But. Uh, 
Yeah, it was like, and and that crab transformation was bizarre. I'd really like that someone to explain to me like why he turns <laughs> into a crab. Don't ask questions. Uh, yeah. A better question would be like why when he eats a piece of meat in the Japanese version does he turn into this like pretty boy that blows kisses at you? I don't know. Blow them kisses, bonk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's one thing that was censored in the American version or changed because we didn't want our heroes to be cute. We wanted them to be bad. So right. in the American version, when you eat one piece of meat, you change into this guy with big eyebrows and you fire like a nuclear symbol that freezes enemies. Of course. And when you headbutt the ground, all the enemies freeze. And then when you eat two meats, you become like this fire-breathing butt-headed creature, <laughs> which you kill everything when you hit the ground. Uh-huh. And um, I like this game because there's, like, a lot more intentionality to the level design. Um, there's room for exploration. It doesn't seem as haphazard. Future games would be more exploration-focused, but they would be just aimless and not very good. And um, I feel like the design for this is, like, Mario World meets Sonic, where there's multiple pathways. But you're still guided in some sense, and I really like that part of the game. Um yeah, and there's some cool stuff, other stuff. I'm just going to ramble about everything I like about this game because it's my favorite of the series. Uh, so you collect these things. They're smiley faces. They're the Jack Frost faces. And um, essentially, they're currency you use to get to the next stage. And depending on how many you get, you get a better ride. Like, your transportation is better. Ah. So if you get – it goes up to 50. So the more you get, the better your ride. And, like, sometimes uh, characters will give you free lives in the, in the better train. Sometimes they'll give you, like, mm-hmm. extensions of your, your, your hit points. And if you get the best train, you get to warp, like, two levels. So if you get 50 smiley faces, you get to go to two levels ahead after you beat the boss. It's a really cool system that they didn't use ever again. Um, yeah, Ray, how, how do you feel about Bonk's Revenge? I well, like I said, it was the one say. I got when I got my TurboGrafx. So yeah. I played it quite a bit, and uh, it is at least my favorite in a sentimental level. But I think everything you said is also very true and probably is the, the best one overall in the whole series. Yeah, I don't mean to take the words out of everyone's mouth with, no. my, with my Bonk opinions, but uh, <laughs> they're strong and they're consistent. Um <laughs> Yeah, I really like this game, and I feel like if you were to play one game from the series, play this game. It is very approachable. The exploration elements are there. The levels are more compact. They're not as repetitive. There's some recycling. Like At at some point, they're like, let's give you another stage, but it'll be the first stage where everything is colored orange and it's harder. (laughs) So I I didn't like that, but um, I understand it's just a little bit of padding. It's not as bad as Bonk's Adventure, where it was like just this endless tunnel of enemies, and it's like, will there be an end to this at any point? Uh, yeah, that is, that's Bonk's Revenge. I mean, any other thoughts on this uh, before we move on? I hate to go so fast, but we have a lot of games to talk about. No, I mean, it really does, like, uh, really build on the, the world it created in the first game because now there's, like, a lot more uh, technology in it, like the train, for instance. And yeah, yeah, and, and I will say, <laughs> other like... things that were sort of really... Uh, it got almost excessively anachronistic later on, but yeah, it sort of started here. This is a very like consistent world they're building. I feel like some of the art in Bonk's Adventure was a little amateurish, but in Bonk's Revenge, everything is very well rendered. Everything fits within the style that they're going for, yeah. and I feel like the enemies and the settings and the levels have more life to them and have more consistency to them. Like I really love the beach level where there are little sailors with semaphore flags and like women, like women dinosaurs laying out on the beach who like blow you, like try to kiss you, and yeah. like you go inside of ships. <laughs> They're deadly in this world. They are. You do not want to be kissed. <laughs> uh, and there are like um, people working on the ships. I mean, I feel I, lo- I love these levels because it feels like the enemies were there and living in them before you showed up. And there's exactly. something I like about that kind of, uh, of, of level design a lot.
So this is where the bonk troubles start for uh, for bonk. Uh, this is bonk's bonk three bonk's big adventure, 1993, developed by Red and A dot I. And if you think it's hard to Google stuff to find out about them, try googling A dot I. <laughs> you will be pleasantly horrified to see how many things fall under that category. Uh, thankfully, the Game Developer Research Institute uh, let me know um, who they are. They're still around, I believe. And they're mostly uh, responsible for Super Robot Tyson games. So it's too bad Cat isn't here because she would probably love Bonk 3 alone based on that fact. <laughs> uh, does it have mechs? It doesn't have mechs. Oh, oh wait. Wow. Some of the bosses might be in mechs, Whoa. I'm pretty sure. But um, So I feel like at this point, and it's, you have to contextualize Bonk in the era it was created. 93, TG16, where was that system in America? Had it, had it been completely flushed yet or, or were we like – Mid-flush? Uh, yeah. Are we at Johnny Turbo stage yet? Or? I think we're beyond Johnny Turbo. I think we Turbo. passed Johnny, oh, Johnny well, that, Turbo. That, I always kind of thought of that as like the death throes mm. of the Turbo Graphics brand. Mm. Yeah. I believe this was uh, post-TTI. Hmm. So this was a TTI game, if I recall. And I remember seeing it in EGM after I had abandoned my TG-16 or after it died on me and I had no choice but to move on. Yeah. I was like, they're still making TurboGrafx? Yeah. What, what's Nin- happening? 93 on TurboGrafx was really like when you uh, – when you get really obsessed about it and you really become like a, a crusader for the platform because nothing's coming out and you can't accept the fact that nothing's going to get supported correctly uh, and all so the like, good stuff is in Japan. So like Wii U fans? <laughs> oh. That's not true. <laughs> okay. That's not true. You're wrong. I'm just being mean. <laughs> we all like the Wii U, I think. Amiibo's going to turn this company around. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. So this game, I feel like, I, I said like Bonk's Revenge was kind of a response to Mario World or them trying to meet Mario World on its own terms. I think this game was trying to push the technology even further where it's like the main gimmick of this game is like the huge sprites. Like yeah. you eat the blue candy, Bonk gets huge. You eat the red candy, Bonk gets tiny. Unfortunately, this does not lead to a very interesting game or a very interesting level. No, it just makes it slower. Takes, which one takes you out of the Matrix? Uh, that's the red pill, but it okay. also makes you hate women. Uh, <laughs> Michael. Um, I, 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 it, it is kind of an anticlimax to get really huge in this game because, like, you're walking along just stomping everything, like, with your head. Yeah. Figuratively stomping. And then you just get to a point where it's like, oh, this tunnel is too small for me. I have to shrink yeah. down to and, progress. This sucks. And it makes him slower. Yeah, it does. it's not it fun. Just does. And it makes jumping impossible because uh-huh. you're like – you know, you're, you're filling up almost the entire screen and then you jump and it's very slow and then you try to bonk and there's no room and bonk gets stuck on things. I'm just sort of conjecturing here. But <laughs> It makes me think of uh, new Super Mario Brothers where yeah. Nintendo was like, here's an image of Mario huge. But then it's like, oh, uh-huh. this sucks. We can't yeah. do anything with this idea. Let's just do it once and then move on. This, because, is, like, this is just like the invincibility star, but you're huge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're not invincible. In fact, no. you take damage after one hit and go back to normal. Yeah. I will say they did um, make pretty good use of that in the sequel where – kind of how you plow through a level determines whether or not you can get all the secrets. Mm, okay. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's a different mm, episode. Uh, and it's two-player. Yeah, I, I actually didn't try two-player. Have oh. you ever done that, Ray? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, I know but, you share uh, a life meter, and it seems like it would probably work out okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah. it gets a bit uh, manic when you're both huge or whatever and yeah. trying to... Trying to so figure out what's going on. Is it is it three that had the thing where like when you when you hit a bonus round, you actually can pick from a menu of like which bonus round you want to do? I think mm, yeah. yeah, you you cash in your smileys at the end of the level, and you're like, which one do you want to do it? Ah, and okay. it should be pointed out these games have a lot of bonus bonus modes, like mini yeah. games, and they're all pretty fun. I mean, they all kind of uh, like test your ability to use bonking. I really like the wall jump one in Bonk's Revenge. It's like it feels really satisfying to go up the wall like just left and right, mm-hmm. like sort of like Samus doing the same thing in Super Metroid. 
so yeah, like uh, Bonk's Bonk Three. There's a real emphasis on exploration in these in these in these com- upcoming Bonk games. Unfortunately, the exploration is not compelling in any way. It just is like meandering, and it feels kind of like. Level design feels just kind of thoughtless and aimless. Like, let's just give you a big area, but with nothing really fun to find or fun to do. It's just like the fact that there's so much to look at is enough, probably. I don't know what they were thinking yeah, with this. Yeah. Maybe AI was not the best developer to help out with this, or A.I, rather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen AI's name a lot when putting together the database for Game Boy World, and they did kind of like a lot of these not-so-great Game Boy games, things that you've probably never heard Mm -hmm. of and people don't really remember that fondly. So I think they were just kind of one of those, you know, grunt work studios that people reached out to, um, aside from their superlative work on Super Robot Tyson, of course. (laughs) I will not speak ill of Robot Tyson because I've never played one of those games, sorry. Uh, So... Uh, I have to say, like, morale could not have been high when this game was made. I feel like everyone was on the brink of either losing their jobs or finding new ones or something because there was no way they could have pulled uh, pulled out of this tailspin NEC, um, the TurboGrafx tailspin. And not Turbo- not tailspin for TurboGrafx, which is also pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a separate tailspin. It's a tef- yeah, it's a different yeah. one. Yeah. It's also worse. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, it's just a big, aimless game. Uh, I think they're just going for sheer size, like sort of how games – games operate now. It's like, we've got a big mm-hmm. world, but, oh, it's a boring world, sorry. Mm-hmm. We'll try better with the next five <laughs> games. Uh, that's, that's weird. That's weird. I'd never thought of it in those terms. I'm, congr- I'm congratulating myself on that comparison. <laughs> uh, well done, Bob. Thank you. One thing that annoyed me in this game is, like, there's so many reused assets from the old games. Like, there's reused stuff from Bonk's oh, Adventure. Yeah. And the thing is, like, whoever, like, I guess they lost an artist or they lost some people or maybe the people were from Atlas or Red lost some people, but, like, Whoever is creating these new graphics does not know how to make them, them in the style of the old graphics. So you've got these like bizarre characters that don't fit at all with the with the art style, and it's just like it looks like a like again, Sean, baby, a child drew this. So it's kind of like a pre-taste of uh, the Igarashi Castlevania games. Well, how how so? Lots of reused assets. Oh yeah, and then new assets that don't really quite work. You know, with the stuff from Rondo of Blood in but they're not amateurishly rendered. I don't think. Would usually, you say? Usually. Usually they are amateurishly rendered? No, no, usually they're not. Okay, well, in this case, they are. Like, there's this weird, oh, okay. like, purple monster with, like, these weird, like, dreadlock. I don't even know what to say, but maybe I'll put a picture. It's just, like, baffling. Like, who drew this? Like, why'd you put this in your game? Like, <laughs> you need a second pass. Like, who's this artist? But, yeah, it's a shame. Like, this was the Bonk's, like, finale on the TG-16, the, the system he helped launch into... Minor obscurity? I don't know. <laughs> and it, it is it is weird, like, going and playing Bonk 3. Like, I did – what you said about the reused assets, like, I did sort of get the feeling this is stitched together from, like, the old games. And it, it sort of feels like a, a weird also-ran. Like, yeah, we need to put out one more game. Let's just crap this thing out. The contractual obligation. Only. Yes. It, it does feel crapped out. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to, of putting it. So Bonk, Bonk would not die uh, after the TG-16 died. He went on to live on the Super Nintendo with Super Bonk, and unfortunately this would end the PC Genjin pun. He was now – wait, was he st- – what, what He was, was Cho was, Genjin. Wasn't he was – it, Was it Super PC, PC Genjin, right? No, it was Super Genjin. Super Genjin, okay. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Got it. Wasn't there also a, an NES game, FC Genjin? Yes, that uh, I'm not going to go into the. Uh, or that, was that just a port of? The that first was kind of like a port of the okay. first game, but a little better. Yeah, it was okay. FC Engine. Um, so I don't know if they changed what FC stood for either. Weird. Okay, <laughs> so there's not really a lot to say about this because unfortunately it's like uh, let's do Bonk Three again, guys. Come on, let's get the team back well, together. I, I kind of felt, you know, maybe I didn't play enough of Bonk Three, but I felt like this was a lot stranger. 
than Bonk 3. There are some weirder choices. I know I know you're dying to talk about the transformations, Michael. Please yeah. let us know what Bonk can turn into. Oh, God. Well, first he turns into that weird – like you, you mentioned the thing with the eyebrows earlier. Mm-hmm. His first transformation just like has those really big eyebrows and like a constant uh, sort of, you know, good-looking dude smirk. And then uh, – the next one is is the big brain thing with like the the mushroom clouds coming out of the I think head. I'm forgetting the the good looking guy with the smirk. Like he can glare at you. Like he shoots an arrow out of his eye and it like uh, freezes yeah, enemies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's like, what I, so, I thought that was true. hilarious. We'll yeah. And then yeah, the the big headed one uh, breathes fire. And then but like you you see that the big headed one has like a snake tongue and its mouth keeps getting huge, especially like when you climb things. Oh man, when you climb things with that with the super meat bonk, it's just bizarre. Like I want to capture these sprites and show them to people because they're just like yeah, really like great. The, Eyes looking off in different directions, rolled back. It's, he looks it's so demented. Horrific. Yeah. yeah. And then when he gets huge, uh, like the the eyebrow bonk turns into a, a like an ostrich. Yeah. Has an ostrich body, and the uh, you know super meat bonk has like a Godzilla body. It's it's yeah. just yeah. weird. <laughs> it's it's a very strange game. And then you've got the crab transformations, and the crab can turn big or small. And, yeah. and and then still not clear on what the usefulness of the crab transformation <laughs> is. Like I can I can bonk with it. I can uh, throw my pincers up in the air. But yeah, this was definitely like okay. Hudson's not paying attention. We can do whatever yeah. we want. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the weirdness of this game. Unfortunately, it kind of suffers from what Bonk Three did. Maybe not as maybe not as intensely, but it's just a very like. Um, very, I don't know, like haphazardly designed game where like I felt in it like in Bonk's Revenge and Bonk's Adventure, there was like a consistent theme. It's like now you're in the jungle. Yeah. Now you're here. Now you're there. But in this game, it's like now you're in a house. Now you're tiny for some reason in the house. Yeah, there's like, no consistent theme. Yeah, it's just like you're bouncing from these yeah. worlds like haphazardly. Like I, there should have been like portals you jumped into. Yeah, like You're, you're walking around on elevated train tracks yeah, for yeah. some reason or, or uh, exploring a giant modern bridge. Yeah, they just weren't really innovating. Yeah. Uh, aside, you know, from making extra crazy transformations and things and adding some extra weird but background. It, it does kind of sound interesting on paper, though. Like you're yeah. exploring a house and you're small and you bonk light switches and it changes the music and the right. tone. That and is everything. cool. Yeah, it I sounds agree with amazing. That. Yeah. And then you, f- you find a table and like jump into a glass and get drunk up by a dinosaur and then you're in the dinosaur's insides again. Yeah. For like the the sixth time, yeah. I think. Yeah. Something yeah. Like did it before. Let's keep doing it. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like. I think at the time it was kind of like when Mega Man 7 showed up, it's like people were like, oh, this again? Yeah. Now it's just mm. on Super Nintendo. The graphics have a bit more shading. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, coming after Bonk 3, it didn't really help. So yeah, overall, this just feels like Bonk 3, but with a little more money and maybe like a less depressing atmosphere around the development of the yeah. game. I, I feel like maybe the developers were like, we're going to make Bonk like Mario 2, not Mario 2, the numeral 2, but Mario also. Like he's going <laughs> to be like a, a, a guy you can rely upon when you're done with Mario World, right? Am I right? There was no Mario World 2 yet, so we'll be there for you kids. That was my favorite Super Nintendo game, Super Mario also. (laughs) We can do that. Bob, thanks to the power of Google, I can tell you that FC Gingen stands for Freakathorpus Computerus. Oh, yeah, Freakathorpus. I like that better than the real term, actually. Yeah, actually. That's more imaginative. (laughs) That's where Bonk shown on the NES port, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, So we're we're moving on to the last SNES game. Um, 
Super Bonk 2, I'm just calling it what you would call it if it was released here, but it wasn't released here. In fact, it was released in the same year as the first Super Bonk game, which is bizarre to me. I checked my sources, and I'm like, really? Like, they were really just putting these out back to back? But, uh... Yeah, it's just very strange. I, mean, I guess like that was just too much bonk for one country to handle. Uh, our country, that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I well, for one thing, it has a different art style. Like they really just redid yes. all yeah. this yeah. stuff around, and so maybe they were just like working on it while they were pushing out the first one. As yeah, well. Maybe were they were they separate teams? Maybe yeah, kind of like a be, Fantasy yeah. Star two and three situation. This yeah. was developed by AI and a company called Amble. Amble. Uh, Amble, I forget if they're still around, but they did a lot of work on it's a lot Amblin. of stuff. Amblin. <laughs> Amblin. <laughs> they made Tiny Toons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, a lo- okay, so this game has a very, very strange graphical style. Mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as Bonk's earlier <laughs> adventures, um, but it's, it's, kind of, it's consistent. Like, it's yeah. really consistent. It's almost, it's, it is a little darker than, like, Super Bonk. Yeah. And, and not, not in terms of, like, tonally, but it's just like, yeah, these, these colors, are. it's just kind of a grayer, darker palette. Yeah, but this is I can easy. see that. Uh, okay, according to the GDRI Game Developer Research Institute, uh, Amble did the graphics. I see. So I think okay. AI did the systems and design, and Amble did the graphics. That so, explains a lot. Yeah, so they probably did have like two teams working in parallel on the visuals. That explains a lot. And it's not just like the in-game graphics or the character graphics, but there are these all these bizarre graphical effects that feel like they're from the demo scene. Like uh, the demo scene, I mean, like the uh, what, what would you how would you explain that the demo scene? <laughs> what, People that oh, aren't keyed in. Um, <clears throat> Like you, you, people in the '80s and '90s just putting yeah. together these weird demonstrations of computer graphics. There and you music. go. So yeah. originally, when you got a pirated computer game, mm-hmm. you would have these screens before it, and they would have all kinds of crazy. Effects. Cracked by the wizard. Yeah, and then that sort of turned into an artistic medium for people. Thank you for. I, I was at a loss for words to try to describe that. Like, how much context do people need? Wavy things. Yeah. Star fields. But before you start a level, and even on the title screen, like Bonk's head will like split open and like dissolve into cubes, and like the cubes will fly off the screen and then fly back on. Like, like all these more, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Job was there all yeah, along. It's, it's but, totally uh, necessary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's not necessary, but I was like, oh, you you actually tried to do something weird in this. That's yeah, but cool. you can see they're reaching the zenith of absurdity. It's like, okay, mm. we did all these crazy gag manga style transformations. What the hell else can we do? Let's just go full on drug taking craziness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I played this for the first time today. And oh, yeah. uh, number one, it's the first Bonk game with a tutorial, oh. which is weird. And <laughs> really? it, it kind of feels like uh, I played it. Okay. the early stages of Super Mario World where you like jump up and hit these blocks and then they have a little message explaining what you're supposed to do next. Mm-hmm. But then the actual transformations are – it's kind of trying to be Super Mario Brothers again and then it's it's actually giving them a reason to be there. Like each transformation has a different function. Right. Uh, like the the weirdest one that I keep thinking about is Ballerina Bonk. Yes, Where yes. He, he puts on makeup and a pink tutu and then he can <laughs> double jump. That's why I never came here. That was that was too much work to fix. <laughs> so um, we can't explain this away. There's a lot. There's like some of these were actually taken. I think maybe at least one was taken from the um, the Game Boy game. There's like uh, like Bandit Bonk. Yes. I, I I don't know. Like because in this game there there's a dash button like Sonic style dashing. Mm-hmm. There's an there's like a weird like special attack button that the, the different the different forms will use. And there's like five different five or six different forms. I forget what Bandit does, but there's one where it's like you're kind of like a lizard. You've got a lizard tongue and you can climb up walls like knuckles yeah. or something. I think Bandit he throws like smiley faces that have sunglasses. Yeah, and I think he can burrow into the ground too. But yeah, you're right, that Michael. Be, it, yeah. It's a very Mario style approach to power ups and bonk. And they really tried to change what his like functionality and his versatility in this game uh, as to what he could do. I mean, even ducking is an important part of like boss battles in this game and dashing as well. 
Yeah, which is kind of lame because ducking is, is super awkward in this game. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's just a moment in the tutorial where it's like, oh, you have to, to duck while dashing to slide under this uh, low area. And it took me like seven or eight Man, tries. I, I think I, I missed the right. tutorial entirely. Maybe I don't know where you, it is. You pick the... it at the title screen. Oh, okay. That's what that yeah. was. Yeah. So you probably just jump straight to the game. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I first bought the game, like I couldn't even get past the tutorial because I was just, I don't know, just having a mental block, not pushing the right button. So <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I can't get through this. There's not even any Japanese on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> There's like that puppet master drill head transformation oh, too. Yeah, that lets that you too. burrow down through blocks. <laughs> uh, that is you get, weird. Yeah, you puppet get tiny. A good and he's one. wearing a little party hat instead. <laughs> Okay, I okay, and then there's like other ones that only exist in mini games, like a, like a bonk tank where it's like bonk takes tank form, and he's like the mini game is like destroy this city and like in a certain amount of time. It's like really imaginative, really bizarre. <laughs> is he even a goddamn caveman anymore? No, they really no. got away from the whole caveman aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. In fact, the levels kind of look like Sonic levels, like with the checkerboard patterns yeah. and stuff, and the geometry and the stuff in the background. He's just but... like the shape shifting avatar now. Yeah, <laughs> from another world. <laughs> so uh, there are a few cool things I like about this game, and one of them is like there are like maybe five of these objects hidden throughout every world and um, if you collect them they will deal a hit of damage to the boss when you enter the boss arena so collecting these items if you collect five it'll do five hits of damage to the boss when you enter the arena but Wario <clears throat> Wario Land 4 totally ripped that off man this game and there's another very Wario Land uh, choice in this I mean even the tutorial itself sounds like the tutorial from Wario Land yeah yeah hmm. oh man God, we gotta, we gotta oh, find yeah. the connection Wario Land here. 4 specifically uh, and there's one change I don't like, and that is the fact that when you die, you go back to a checkpoint. In previous Bonk games, if you die, he, like, foams at the mouth and, like, yeah. goes through his death throes uh, and then yeah. hit the start button and he's back. That, yeah, he, he, like, falls asleep and then you hit start to wake him yeah, back up. Yeah, yeah. But in this game, it's a little harder because you don't start right where you left off. And I, I really like that because the bosses can be a little tough. And in this game, if you don't beat a boss on one try, you got to go all the way back and do it again. Ugh. Yeah, don't yeah, like it. Yeah, that stinks. But I think otherwise it's kind of an improvement, at least over the first Super Bonk. Yeah, and there, there's no big small system. They got rid of that entirely. Like, they, they realized, like, we can't do anything <laughs> yeah. more with this. Maybe we shouldn't have done it in the first place. I mean, like... Oh, maybe it was just a gimmick. How about that? One thing I, I noticed that in the Super Nintendo version, Bonk is smaller as Big Bonk than he was in the TG-16. Maybe for the sake of functionality, but I was like, they should have made him even bigger. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even more I, worthless. I, I think, you know, by the time these games came out, scaling was no longer a novelty on yeah, Super NES. Yeah, that's true. It's like 94. Yeah, everyone's done that. Yeah. It also makes good fodder when you're doing your news group uh, console wars arguments. Like, <laughs> he's bigger on Turbo Graphics. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Turbo Graphics will win this console war, <laughs> man. <laughs> they're, the, they're the Ross Perot of this race. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, Victor Island said so. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, okay, so more Shades of Wario Land. Uh, Jeremy, you be, could be interested in this. Uh, one level just completely divorces from the premise entirely, where you enter the level, you are struck by lightning, you die. Bonk's, bonks, like, angel ghost floats up in the corner and throws fruit at you, and you're a zombie. And you will go through the level, and you have to collect the fruit as he throws it at you. When you get all the fruit, or not all the fruit, but when you get enough fruit to fill up your life bar, you come back to life. So it turns you into a zombie for a level, which is another Wario Land thing. So there's a lawsuit <laughs> developing. Also a metal slug It's really thing. weird, and I really want to play this game a yeah. lot You should now. play it. You should play it. I mean, I think Revenge is the pinnacle, but still, this is a step in the right direction. But unfortunately, there were more, no more steps to make yeah. uh, with Bonk. Remember when this game had dinosaurs in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, I think 94 was the end of Cave Mania with the coming of the of the Flintstones movie. We all were like, you lied to us, Mom and Dad. The Flintstones were never funny, and I hate Caveman. Yeah. I'm going to my room. <laughs> That's like when Joe and Mac bowed out, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. I think the 94 was Joe and Mac, too, and that was it for mm-hmm. Joe and Mac. But let's jump backwards in time, gentlemen, to Airzonk. Um, mm-hmm. Developed by Red. Keep in mind, Red developed Gate 
of Thunder and Lords of Thunder. So making a shmup was like obvious to do with this with this character. And this one looks into the dark future of the Bonkaverse where King K. Rule or K. Drool or whatever the hell's name is, like take I don't know what happens, but Bonk Hammer 30,000. Yeah. Bonk Hammer 30. That's great. So again, this is this is um this is this game belongs to the cutem up subgenre of the shmup, shoot'em up genre. Where this this genre was so popular, it could sustain having like these aberrations. Like, here's a version of the game where you're cute and you shoot at things, uh-huh. and it, like think of Parodius, uh, Cotton, Twin B, other things I can't think of right now. It's kind of the shooter equivalent of the SD games. Like, yeah, yeah, you I know, can see that. Juan Paku, uh, Splatterhouse, or <laughs> SD Valis, hmm. or Valis, Sid of Valis. <laughs> What a right. lazy choice that was. <laughs> SD Gundam. Actually, Sid of Gundam. I wonder if AI developed some of the SD Gundam games. Maybe this is all like coming together in some kind of weird... For all we know, they developed Wario Land. Game so. development orgy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we talked about the pun. It's PC Dungeon, meaning cyborg. Um, and at the time, I believe it was EGM held a contest to name this new character. Like, he appeared in the pages... Talk about collusion, oh, shit, people. I forgot about that. This is, this is going to blow the lid off of each. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, I wrote in bear trap as my suggestion because the image they showed had him, had him like a bear trap for a mouth because that's one of the power-ups in the game. I was also, I was also nine, so cut me some slack. Um, it's their fault for misleading you. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's going to have a bear trap mouth. <laughs> and for some reason, I was just obsessed with this game because Isn't as— Isn't there a He-Man character that did that too? Uh, trap jaw. That's it. I'm not yeah. up on my He-Man knowledge. Come on, so. dude. I wasn't. I was born too late. I'm sorry. He had interchangeable arms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, I th- okay. This is a great shooter. I love it. Uh, not just for the awesome graphics and the cool characters, but um, I should mention the characters. You choose a helper character, and if you think Parodius is weird, and it is, uh, this is even weirder. Um, I'll tell you who your partners are in this game. Who you can choose. You, there's a Scud missile, literally a Scud missile, uh, some kind of sea urchin man. Uh, there's also a glass bowl of gumballs with a top hat. <laughs> Sold. I'm, like, I'm going. Like Tom Servo? I'm not done. No, I'm not done. There's a baseball, a mummy, right. a sentient floating set of udders. Just like a floating set of udders. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a cat with an eyeball for a face. This is completely real. I'm not making this up, people. And a floating Japanese shrine with antlers. Uh <laughs> And uh, the, the localization called it Tojo. So apparently someone's uh, World War II grandpa localized this game. <laughs> so so um, and the one you pick uh, gets like a pair of sunglasses. All yeah, of like sudden. he like goes into the spotlight. And if you select them, the sunglasses fall like the deal with a dog. Right. Gift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sunglasses. Only there's no dog in this game. You know, that sucks. Okay. So my Dogs question. are too prosaic. Really. Yeah. My question is, after hearing this cast of characters, what's better, this or Chrono Cross? <laughs> oh, this. Come, uh, on. come on. If I could get this cast of characters in Chrono Cross the game, yeah. that would be pretty much my game A of floating all time. set of udders in, yes. in, your, in your party member. Depends on which one has a French accent. Yeah. So <laughs> so what happens in this game is um, it's a shooter. It's a, it's a standard shmup. Um, you go through levels. It's short. It's hard, like any shmup. And you, you collect a smiley face to summon the character, and they will fly alongside of you and help you. If you collect another smiley face, you will merge with them in a horrific new form. And they're always grotesque and, like, cute at the same time, like Michael was talking about with all the transformations in Super Bonk. Have you have, – has anyone played this game but me? I want to know oh, yeah. um, what you like about – I mean, like – the baseball one, you just turn into a pitcher. Um, the cow one, you fire, like, bottles of milk at people. It's just, like, so imaginative, uh, so great. Like, I, I would play this game just to see what the transformations were because they were always, like, delightfully strange. And, like, I, I could never hold on to them for that long because I would always die. But I just wanted to see, like, what Bonk would turn into 
uh, if you like merge with that tractor thing, which I forgot to mention. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention one no, of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flying uh, tractor, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, people make this joke a lot about, oh, ha, ha, Japanese game designers. Boy, they must have been doing some drugs when they made Mario. You eat a mushroom, but... <laughs> But, I mean, yeah. this really sounds like some someone transcribed a hallucinatory trip. Yeah, I, I, it has to. Like, when I was describing the characters, you guys were just cracking up. I'm like, this is real. Like, I played this game. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that that's a lazy response. But seriously, yeah. this is this, it just seems so off the wall. Like, how do they come up with stuff like that? And they, they released this in America, basically unchanged. Um, and I will say the, gra- the graphics are just gorgeous in this game. There's so many levels of scrolling. Everything, I mean, I don't know how they fit this all on a hue card, but, like, it's in the style of Bong's Revenge where everything is just very meticulously drawn. All the bosses are just gigantic and beautiful. The transformations are great. Such detailed udders. Like mm. glowing udders. They're just like so mm. expertly, expertly shaded. Um, uh, the backgrounds do get a little busy at times. I will say that's one of the flaws of the game. It's a little too uh, busy and you will get hit a few times in boss battles because there's like these swirling bubbles in the background that are like just blazing by you as you're fighting these bosses. Oh, yeah. But um, other than that, like... Uh, and allow me to gush more about this game because it's like the one of the few shmups I really like. The music is so great. I'm kind of tempted to put nothing but Arizona music in this episode. I may do that, but it's like in the style of Mega Man, like these really pulse-pounding, melodramatic chip tunes that are just like they fit the, the, the robot-y atmosphere perfectly, and I'm sure there was some Mega Man inspiration there because he kind of – Zong kind of looks like Astro Boy even more than Mega Man, I think, because he has no shirt on. You know, at least Mega Man put a damn shirt on. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So um, – yeah. Sequel as well is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Super Air Zonk. Okay, I will. CD. I will get to that in one second. But I think we did, we talked a lot about Japan in an episode. I don't know if that came out before or after this, but I think this is one of the ones where it was like, oh, this is a Japanese style of art. I get it. Like, I like how these characters look. <laughs> yeah. I like how they're drawn. I like how weird it is. I like things that are Japanese. I think this is one of the games that helped me understand that. Um, it could have come a bit later, but I think this is one of the pieces of the puzzle that I used to figure out, like, oh, Japanese things look different. They have a different art style for cartoons and stuff like that. Ray, talk about Super Air Zonk, Rockabilly Paradise. Uh, I don't know what else is really to add <laughs> because uh, – at first glance, it's pretty similar to the first game. I think uh, there are new uh, partners, transformations to, to do. Um, I can't name them all off the top of my head, but uh, it is improved because it's also on CD, so the music, I believe, is recorded. And <laughs> it sounds very much like CD-ROM music of that era. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do with the, the CD music, but I really like the chiptune music in Airzonk a ton more. It's so much better. Sure. So much more catchy, so much, I don't know, just, well, it's better composed. I think they're really coasting on, like, look, listen to these synths. They're just, they're perfect, you know, yeah, in yeah. the CD version. But, um, oh, Michael, There's one thing I'm really curious to know. And, I mean, obviously Airzonk is going to be better, but is is there any comparison between this and the shmup stages in Super Bonk? Is there were those weird bits oh. where you have to like fly around as a crab shooting uh, <laughs> shooting giant smiley faces to turn them around? That's right. Actually, Arizonk is much better. Well, yeah. I'm guessing, of course, yeah. it's much better. But um, I don't it's know, a real maybe, game instead of a bonus round. Yeah. I th- well, I mean, uh, Super Bonk came after Arizonk, so maybe they're like, we want to make another Arizonk game, but the market's not there, so let's just squeeze a secret Arizonk level in or something like that. <laughs> so that's maybe how that happens. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the things I don't like about this game, and I couldn't play it because I couldn't get my hands on it. I, like I said, Christian Nutt is probably one of the people that bought this game. <laughs> um, 
it, it like you don't select a, a teammate so that that craziness is not there. A teammate is in the level you rescue him or her, yeah, and then you that. then you merge with them instantly. So yeah. it's not as fun. I, I don't think the game looks as good. Surprisingly, even though the CD is there, the CD is mostly there just for, as a conduit for that recorded audio, and there's not a lot more to it. And I prefer the music of the first game, but um, I mean. If you should find yourself with a TG-16, I recommend trying it because what else are you going to do with that thing? Uh, uh, help me. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that bad, really. I think they're both both games are pretty good complement to each other. Yeah, really. yeah. And, uh, she, yeah, you should try both. They're still, they're, they're still all right shooters on a system where shooters were pretty much, you know, the, the king of the genres on there. Pretty much. Uh, it was really custom-made for shooters. Mm-hmm. of these which did not merit a full discussion so I, actually I want Although I, I probably played the most of these yeah. <laughs> that, that's why you're here right I, I went down the list I played all these pretty much so the Game Boy had uh, three Bonk games <clears throat> uh, Bonk's Adventure you said no? Yeah, yes okay Bonk's Adventure Bonk's Revenge and GB Genjin Land and it's some Japanese I don't understand <laughs> Uh, Ray, talk about these. Yeah, Viva Chikun Okoku Viva Chikun Okoku Do you know that means? Kingdom so. oh okay Chicken Kingdom. Uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, maybe not. I know. Um, but yeah, well, that one. Let's just start from the end there. That one's just pretty much like a mini game collection, basically, because it takes place at this theme park thing. And so it's not pretty unremarkable. Right. It's just one of those character cash-in sort of things. Uh, but the first two games were platformers, uh, of course, because they were named after the, the first two games. And uh, they're kind of, I mean, it's kind of like the treatment that happened with the Super Mario Land games and that they're very visually familiar, but the stages are a bit different and things are treated, you know, the gameplay systems, for example, power-ups and stuff are treated slightly differently. Um, But it's all basically made to fit on the Game Boy screen. Mm. And, uh, I mean, in that sense, they're not that bad. But, uh, I mean, for someone like me who was just into Bonk to to begin with and would have just played it no matter what, I mean, they were fine. And I think Bonk's Revenge introduced a bunch of new power-ups that Super Bonk would eventually use, or maybe Super Bonk 2, like like the Bandit costume and maybe a few other ones. I'm I'm sure the ballerina was part of that. Yeah, again, much like Mario Land 2, I mean, it's called Bonk's Revenge, and it's named after the second game, but it kind of goes down its own path for sure. But it's actually GB Genjin, I think. And we don't know what GB stands do for. I need, do I need to please, look that Jeremy, up? Please, you, you can right. do that, please. <sighs> Here we go. Do our research. <laughs> I'm not sure they did that. <laughs> that might have been the one they did not really figure out. Hmm. I don't know. And we have an arcade game, uh, surprisingly. Yes. Bonk's Adventure. And Ray told me, that, yeah, look into this. And it's it's way cool. It's like I, I, I call it a sports ball slash Carmen Miranda simulator as you stack things on your head and dribble balls towards a goal. Yeah. And you're racing against the cute bonk. And I think... 
I think it's called like BC Kid or something like that. In yeah, other in territories. Europe, in yeah. Europe, it's BC yeah. Kid. Because you can't say Bonk. Uh, I think they did that with some of the other games too. But yeah, this was developed by Conico. Uh, licensed by you know Hudson and Red and all the people, but and it is basically a platformer, but it's very short form. Like stages are much shorter, and you can basically freely select any stage you want. And of course, it's co-op. Like you said, you play as a female, cuter, cuter caveman, mm-hmm. <laughs> cave, cave person. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, it's very wacky because you collect the smileys as you usually do, but they all stack on your head, and so you can create like this mountain of smileys that you use as basically like, an extension of your head. So it's mm-hmm. used as sort of a, an extra weapon in a way and then that, at the end of the stage they're all collected up and added to your score and whatnot I can say I, I've never ever seen this arcade machine in my life no it, <laughs> I can't imagine it was, it was in very, very 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 limited in America the female bonk is kind of disturbing she just has like these huge purple eyes yeah <laughs> kind of like what some of bonk's transformations look like in yeah, some of the other kind of, she, yeah she kind of looks like the ballerina bonk yeah. but wearing yellow and stuff <laughs> but it is basically it's, it's like a different 16-bit bonk, bonk than the Super Nintendo ones because it is uh, very high speed and the graphics are much more detailed, faster, and bigger in some cases. But uh, yeah, it's 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 very different bonk experience. Developed by Kaneko. Kaneko. Uh, what did they do? Uh, gosh, what have they made? <laughs> trying to. Uh, I'm just gonna ran- name random games like. A Please D- do. I just D- I need... DJ Boy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, the Jackie Chan fighting games. Oh, got it. Uh, Not bad. The original Gals Panic games. If you, uh, I'm a like big fan of those. Games. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, they published uh, the Chester Cheetah games. Oh, oh wow! I take it back. Uh, I think also the Fido Dido game. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, on Genesis. I didn't even know there was a Fido Dido. <laughs> yep, game. it's on Genesis. Mm, boy, <laughs> I keep mistaking him for Doug, and I'm, I know I'm. Wrong. I always think of him uh, as like Keith Herring art. Yeah, mm. that would make like an a... interesting video game. Yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of thing. Conoco did. I see. <laughs> and we're almost done because Bonk uh, doesn't have a place in our in our dark uh, our, our dark present or our darker future because Bonk's return came from mobile and yep. my my quote was as well. why <laughs> because think about it have if you've ever played like well, a game on your flip phone or whatever your your pre smartphone phone and I have it's just like they yeah. all run at like ten frames per second yep, good old Java they're, they're floaty as crap. And uh, literally floating as crap, and uh, it, they just feel bad. They look bad. It was a, it was a bad time for mobile games. If you think today is bad, well, yes. it used to be worse. However, this was viewed as the future of gaming before the iPhone came along, yeah. and um, because you know there's money to be had. Uh, so when Hudson came back to America, they focused on doing mobile games essentially before they started making like more console games on Wii and so. So one of these was finally bringing back Bonk because you know you wanted to play it on a phone. You wanted him back after all these years, and boy, you did want it on your Razer, didn't you? Who needs uh, <laughs> controls when I can have number buttons? Yeah, so they got this, uh, this American company to make a Bonk's return, and uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, you might think it would work because Bonk is kind of slow to begin with moving around on the screen, but uh, the levels were not probably even, you know, worse than you might expect yeah, from the console yeah. games as well. And yeah, I, I don't miss the days of having to demo uh, flip phone games at <laughs> yeah. TGS and try to write an article about them. That was uh, like yeah, and in, in this times. game, Bonk has dialogue too, which... <clears throat> right, uh, try, yes. So in, mm-hmm. in the midst of rebooting him, you know, we have to add a new story, make some new lore. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of... Go back to basics, the caveman have, stuff. Have you ever seen the Bonk Bible? 
The story Bible. I'm sure. <laughs> no, I've not been that Maybe deep. I need to know laid law about it. Princess Saw kind of disappears halfway through. I've been to Hudson's office, but they've not shown me the bump. <laughs> so, so there there was a mobile game, but are you talking about the canceled? I will uh, get to that okay, in one second. I just want to say, like, just be thankful you can't play that game anymore in any form, unless you work some kind of dark magic. I. I <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird to think about that. There's like an entire chapter of gaming history that's totally inaccessible now. Sort of. I mean, actually. Uh, Hamster is bringing back some Jolico mobile games on Vita. So on PlayStation Mobile Store, you can get some huh. compilations of those. So I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's worth oh, playing again. I mean, but. <laughs> no, it's very. It's still they're coming back in some form. Some right. games should be uh, not preserved. However, but destroyed. Uh, I still do have my Sanyo Katana phone from Sprint that I did have bonk on. So oh wow, so Ray, you could I be sh- the last I sh- person. I should have brought this in, yeah. holding that evil. Yeah, and shared it around the table and see how bad it was. And as Jeremy brought up, never meant to be uh, bonk. Brink of extinction. Yeah. extinction. Two thousand one. So, same developers. A sadly, a sadly prescient title. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, yeah, pretty much. So developed by the same people who made the mobile game. And uh, I did play a pre-release version of that at a Hudson event once, and uh, yeah, it was almost <laughs> it played almost exactly the same as the mobile game, except a little bit smoother because it was on you know Xbox 360 or whatever. Yeah, I, I played it at PAX and it seemed okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I played this, but still kind of buggy, and I, yeah, it still had some work to be done. And I really missed from what I saw of the video. I really missed the characterization of the enemies in Bonk. You know, I feel like you, they lost a lot, and the, everything is much smaller, so you can't get the facial expressions you would get in the game yeah. of like characters mm-hmm. like freaking out or crying or sneering mm-hmm. or. Being little cute ballerinas or whatever. Yeah. It was still a little bit ugly as yeah. well. Like there's that, that whole trend of like the X- Xbox 360 era, like remakes of classic games. And mm-hmm. they all were just bad, mm. this badly. Considering done. it came from the same publisher as Bomberman Act Zero, though, <laughs> it could have been worse. Could have been. Could have been. Mm. I think, yeah. I, I mean, the fact that the American office kind of spearheaded that goes to show like who really had fond memories for Bonk to begin with. And it was mostly American well, yeah. I think because he was pushed a lot harder as the mascot to begin with for Turbo Graphics, and then you know right. any scene in Japan, not so much, but he was sort of representative of them worldwide, but still kind of remembered as this uh, this funny caveman character from the 16-bit days. Here, well, his name was PC Genjin. I mean, right? It's, Bond's it's kind really of hard he's a bit more of a palatable name. Bring that up here. in a later era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I did want to bring up before we uh, end this discussion, and that's uh, I did look up a uh, I could I couldn't play Monk's Return, which is the mobile game from 2006 we talked about. So I looked up a YouTube uh, clip of it, and it was a trailer from Hudson. And what annoyed me was okay, so they have like a, a tiny phone screen in the foreground of the video showing you Monk's Return. In the background, it's Bonk from 2003 on the GameCube. It's like they're trying to fool you or something. <laughs> it's just like look oh, at this shit. better game. I'm not, not this, I mean, I'm sure it's a better game, but it's like the better graphics. It's like what are you trying to do? This is a different <laughs> game. I have to see that. Yeah. It's it's really embarrassing. It's like if if you like, oh jeez, if you had like a trailer for a bad movie and had like Citizen Kane playing around it or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. like come see uh, Transformers Five, you will not see Citizen Kane. So I think it's fair to say that no one cares about Bonk, and hopefully you at home have cared enough to listen to this whole episode. I, I really hope so. But it feels like there's not a place in the world for Bonk anymore. I mean, we've moved on from Cavemania. Dinosaur Mania is also over, although Bonk eventually phased out dinosaurs to become <laughs> whatever he, he was. Um, but now Konami is the proud owner of Bonk, if you want to call him that. Um, Definitely not proud. Nope. No. Do we think More Bonk? like confused. <laughs> yes, like we, this is ours. I, I think actually the Konami acquisition of Hudson uh, was what killed uh, Brink of Extinction, wasn't it? They basically know the details. shut down Hudson, and that was taken with it. I don't know the details. Oh, the that timeline. That would definitely make sense. That, that's how I. Exactly. Yeah, that's 
have that to, seemed have to, to read be right. the things I wrote back then. It'd be like 2010. Yeah. Uh, but uh, oh my yeah. god, that's been five years. Good We've Lord. been living in a world without Hudson for five years. That's amazing. <clears throat> So, I mean, do we think, is is there room for Bonk or or is it just like only people like me have nostalgia for Bonk and uh, that kind of game is over, the people who made it have moved on, it will never be the same and all we have to look forward to is our own death. Yes, yes, (laughs) and yes. Sorry to be so dark. Uh, (laughs) I mean, even Barman isn't around anymore. Konami sort of shuffled him under the carpet too. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) it's a much much more popular character and he hasn't showed up lately either. So, I mean, what hope is there for Bonk? Jeremy, Michael, how do you feel about Bonk? Do you, I'm, do you I'm, sure see there's, I'm sure there is some sort of uh, slot machine oh, that God, Konami has yeah. produced mm-hmm. that Pachinko, has Bonk. Yeah. Bonk, something. Yeah. Patchy Slow Genji? Yeah. <laughs> In the mm. darkest, most smoke-filled corners of a Pachinko parlor. Yeah. Bonk I, still lives. I would have liked true. to. They're very brightly lit. Okay. <laughs> I would have liked to have experienced the alternate reality where uh, Bonk kind of weathered the ages and sort of rose into being the mascot that NEC tried to push him as and you know that that he would be a character who'd survived until the modern day and was doing really kind of like cool interesting unique stuff but maybe it just wasn't to be yeah I think there's definitely room for a new bonk in an era where 2D games have become acceptable again. Uh, right. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't like to see a uh, Russian attack. Um, what was the, the <laughs> expatriate oh yeah. or uh, uh, the the new Rocket Knight reboot? Right. I, I don't want to see something. Time. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't need a, it doesn't need a reboot. But I mean, Konami has done some decent. Uh, new games that you know follow the 2D formula, like uh, the Castlevania and Contra ones that were put out on Wii a few years ago. Oh, back. yeah, yeah, the Rebirth. Oh, yeah, Rebirth. Uh, and Gradius yes, thank also. You, you can't yeah. buy those anymore either, right? I think no, you, can. you can. Okay, I thought WiiWare Wii. was unavailable um, or something. Those are actually developed by M2. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. But M2 it, doing Bonk would be pretty good. If yeah. they did something along those lines, yeah, I think there could be, uh, you know, room for him again. And I think also, you know, why not release a, a collection? Of uh, just the classic games. I agree, yeah. Yeah. You're just sitting on this IP. Do something with it. Yeah, I don't even think all the games are available on Virtual Console even. No, a good good proportion, a good portion of them. Sorry. I want to play Airsonk. Airsonk is on there. Oh, it is? Airsonk is on there. Yes. Isn't it, Bob? Or Ray? Both Airsonks. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Okay. I was thinking I'd played the CD one on Virtual Console. Yeah. Well, I mean, we might not see Bonk again, but the good news is I think we're safe from another Flintstones movie. Uh, that that <laughs> book is that like sure. book is closed. I mean, now the Flintstones no, are there's there's uh, going to be a reboot at some point. Well, now yeah. there's now there's you rumors of the Jetsons. Years. Have you seen the state of the Simpsons? Uh, Sim- the Simpsons. Okay, now that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> Have you seen the state of the Flintstones recently, Jeremy? They're like crossing over with the WWE and making like direct to DVD features what? with wrestlers. This is really well, happening. You've killed Jeremy. Yeah, nice Jeremy, Jeremy can't think I'm not think dead. Anymore. I'm just like confused. Bonnie, I'm the Hulk. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I'll say one saving grace with Bonk is that uh, as, as, as mediocre as the games may have gotten, they didn't actually uh, manage to get to the point where they did make like a third-person 3D Bonk in the same style as like Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Mario 64. <laughs> not that Mario 64. Play, I don't think it would First-person Bonk. Right. The attacks are too dependent on Yeah, but you know playing. they would have tried. If yeah, he had gotten absolutely. popular enough, it would have been on PS1. No, just, it we'll just there. turn this into an area of effect attack. You just yeah. do it on the ground. It would have been Japan's yeah. Bubsy 3D. Yeah. Ugh. So, I mean, I'll give, like, the, the guys who made the, the, the last bonks, you know, some credit for at least sticking with 2D, playing at least, and, uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, but, and, you know, as, as much as sometimes we have to say on Retronauts, you know, you can criticize things and still like it. And, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that we don't, 
sound too down on Bonk. Cause I the, like Bonk. The, the, the original games are pretty good. I, I don't think we were too down on Bonk this episode. No, I'm I think, just, no. just saying for precaution, Jeremy. Oh, please. right. Yeah, we did express one or two negative opinions. Yes. And yeah, that, that's equivalent to that's all. flying over something and taking <clears throat> a giant poop on it. They have Some an etched in stone. <laughs> yeah, Some of the them space. are not as good as the other. But uh, yeah, it's a good series and we're talking about it for a reason. Yeah, final thing. We almost got a Bonk RPG. Oh, that's R- right. Shit. RP- okay, RPC Genjin. Oh, RPG, yeah. Only like a handful of screenshots exist. I don't know at what point it was. The there pro- might have been mock-ups. Yeah, we don't really yeah. know for sure. Yeah, it could have been mock-ups because it's just like Bonk's Adventure sprites in like a Dragon Quest-style battle screen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing more to say about that. It probably would have been a Dragon Quest clone. It probably would have been weird. I did I'm sad it didn't yeah. ever came out. It but, might have. Uh, I think it might have been one of those times where like Famitsu or some magazine made a mock up and then EGM reported it as rumor <laughs> or fact. And, uh, if you go to like Unseen 64 or something like that, I think yeah. all the screenshots are there. So check it out on your own, people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth it. So thanks everybody for being on the show. Hope you learned a lot about Bonk and maybe a little something about yourself. And uh, as for us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitch.tv, and YouTube as Retronauts. Uh, please go to our blog, Retronauts.com. Also, go to US Gamer, where we host everything at US Gamer. And for, for every episode we do, we put up a post along with it that has links to things. We tell you what music we use. We tell you where to find stuff we talk about, etc. So please go to US Gamer. We all work there. Well, half of us do. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, please, please support us in our real jobs. Um, and also, please keep the iTunes reviews coming. They always help. Uh, it doesn't take very long to write one, and they help boost our visibility in the iTunes Music Store, which is important to find new people because there are people that are just finding out about Retronauts. We've been around for almost nine years, and we're still getting new listeners. So please uh, spread yeah. the word. We appreciate it a lot. And in case you don't remember, we are supported by Patreon. So please go to patreon.com retronauts. Even giving a dollar a month is great, and it really helps our cause. It helps Jeremy fly out here. It helps pay for equipment when it goes bad or catches on fire. And uh, it helps, you know, just keep us going. And it's completely fan-supported, and we appreciate that a lot. So let's talk about contact info. I am Bob Servo on Twitter. I'm also U.S. Gamer's senior editor. Please read my stuff there. And read my stuff at Something Awful at somethingawful.com. I write a comedy article for them every two weeks. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And Ray. All right, I'm RDBAAA on Twitter, and uh, if you like game history like Retronauts, you can check out my magazine, Scroll. Scroll.vg is the website. And I also do a more regular podcast uh, called No More Whoppers, just goofing around, sort of stuff with my best friend. Michael. Uh, you can find me at Wikiparas on Twitter, W I K I P A R A Z, not easy. And uh, I also host Vigigame Apocalypse, which you can find at vigigameapocalypse.com, spelled like it sounds, or follow it on Twitter at vgapocalypse. Hmm. Jeremy. Man, since everyone's pimping their other podcasts, uh-huh. uh, you can find me at usgamer.net, where I host From Us to You, the usgamer.net podcast. I'm also on Twitter as GameSpite, because I'm so spiteful about video games. God, I hate video games. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, Isn't that and, why we do this? And because I hate <laughs> video games, I'm also curating the Game Boy's history in extensive depth at GameBoyWorld.com because video games are so terrible. So please join the hate with me. Everybody. I'm again it. <laughs> As for all of us, we will be back in a week with more Retronauts, so please stay tuned for great, fun, and happy times. Bye, everybody. Bye.